I feel good. Ah, somebody's got to feel good because there's a lot going on in the air that doesn't sound good. And here we go again as we take the most fruitful time of the year, which is football season, and it's December. And in December, those of us with a little gray in our beards remember what it was like to be analyzing our position in the playoff hunt. But no, we rewind and we go to what is now our seasonable uh, action, which is we go through who will survive December and draft position. We now, you know it's not a good sign whenever you're focused on the first five picks in the upcoming NFL draft. That is a way to not focus on the present, which means you're not doing very well. And how often have we said that recently, that we're not doing very well? And so um, DOC here on the microphone, in for Brother Hoffman, who is, uh, what is this today, a, a photo shoot? Uh, was he getting this? He has a, a medical uh, situation that he has to take care of for the next two days. So, oh, Okay, good, good. Well, yeah. then, we, then we pray for him then. Good. Yep. Usually, I mean, you know, I'm used for – Used to fitting in for you know Sheehan, who's oh, on yeah. vacation or mm-hmm. or whatever. Had Russell, the big shots who are on on demand. But no good. We hope we pray for Craig and hope everything is right, and we make sure that he still has a show when he gets back. And I think we'll be able to pull that off. It's never a dull moment, and for our veteran listeners, people that are over forty, who at least remember have a few thoughts, and can remember parades and celebrations and playoff hunts and positioning, um, and then wondering what the 28th pick in the draft will look like. We usually hang around the teens for the most part. Where you're stuck, and it's like the NBA, it's like the Wizards. If you're not getting the first or second or third pick, being in the middle is no man's land. It's not good in any sport. You're not good enough to get immediate impact players, you hope. And and then today, there's like every day, there's another bombshell. There's another revelation. There's another. And today's, I mean, and what will it be tomorrow? Well, you know, s- stay tuned because it'll be it'll be something. And it's, I, I said it yesterday with Russell, how uncomfortable I was yesterday and how frustrating the season has been because they've shown promise. The Eagle game, you just can't make this up. Why I'm frustrated and not angry, there's a difference. Frustration means I expect more out of you and I'm disappointed that you didn't live up to what you're capable and you've shown you're capable of doing. Before we lost to the Bears, it was a, it was an incline that the, the the arrow was pointed up. You're in South Philadelphia, where the Niners went in and just disposed of a team that we all respect, the defending NFC champions. You go to overtime with them, and to tell you why this team right now is in dire psychological need, I think it's more from the neck up 
than the neck down. And I've said that consistently. Because when you're in this league and you don't play desperate, it's hard to, for a guy whose belly's full, rent's paid, not in debt, to be desperate. Why I love undrafted free agents and, you know, the UFAs, as, as I refer to them as most people do, is you want people with a chip on their shoulder. Who has played as if they got a chip on their shoulder on this team? Couldn't tell you. Oh, that's my, that's my point. And so you can have talent. Do they have talent? Yes, they do. They have talent. Everybody does. But the stories this year in the NFL that make you smile are in Houston and Detroit and Jacksonville. And you're looking at teams in recovery. I'll give you a team that has a bad record, but when you look at how they're playing, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, no, excuse me. Not the, not the, I was thinking in, in reference. Yeah, Steelers, no offense. They are hamstrung. The Jets are worse than that. But their defense is they're, – they're playing with half a team. Have you heard any bitching out of the Jets? Nope. You know why? Because they, they have hope. And what they're hoping is that they can stay close enough to get A.A.A. Ron back. Just that premise, just that idea of hope. You got to have hope. Something that these grown-ass men who have families, have children, have all kind of things going on in their life. You and I talked about this in our pre-production meeting this morning. It's hard to simulate adrenaline because you don't practice with it unless you're scrimmaging. So these people now, and not just this team, but the whole league is trying to make sure they protect people throughout the week. It's been an ongoing effort. But yet, there's still physical teams, teams that play like their pants are on fire. So we're seeing that it's possible. Are we asking these guys to do something that's inhumane? Nope. No, we're not. Are we asking them to cheat and do anything illegal? Nope. No, no, we're not. And I give you Exhibit A, the Cincinnati Bengals, who had a loss, longer losing streak than we've had. 30 years. The draft. And why we're talking draft, and I know there's a lot of quarterbacks, and none of us, well, except for Kevin, has actually scouted or knows these kids in college. I don't do that anymore. I did it for 20 years. But unless you're in the flow and you're watching something regular, you're a fan. You're not an, an analyst, an expert. You're a fan. You're looking at it, and you're seeing a game or two. But it looks like there are at least four or five prospects what you look, Joe Burrow, that's, a, that's what happens when you get one. The kid down in Jacksonville, he was numero uno. He just hurt his ankle. But have you seen Jacksonville lately? Mm-hmm. They're in every game against anybody. It don't matter. And they just got rid of an imposter. Urban Meyer went down there, and he, 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 was, he was impersonating. A, now, he's a hell of a collegiate coach. He's t- Terrible as a head coach. And what did you hear about it? He was abusive. He was a jackass. Nobody really liked And it didn't work. Tough love. You got to get results of people turn on tough love. All that gangster thug talk and all that. Who's doing it? It's not winning. It becomes absolute chaos. How do you turn the tide? To me, this team is complex in that. 
they got caught in between. You bring in a guy who has been in a winning environment consistently. Player, coach, whole nine yards. And you brought him here, and I would go back and go, why did you bring him here? Because you needed change. You were hoping to get change. You were hoping to inflect something upon your team that would actually change their demeanor, how they do business, how they go about it. But why would you do that? Because you had to have admitted to yourself, obviously not publicly but privately, that your approach is landing on deaf ears. People are giving you nodding their heads as if they understand, but their body language shows they don't. Then you are tasked with the responsibility of bringing in new players. It's all on you. Nobody told you who to get. You had full authority to bring in who you wanted to bring in, right? And when that egg cracked and it came out, so far you've it. it you have not landed on any. No aliens in your group. Aliens are people that are better than pros are. They're just freaks. They're unusual. Everybody wants them, but there's a dozen of them in the whole league. Well, there's only a dozen quarterbacks worth, worth a damn, in my opinion, in the entire league. The league is suffering at a position that's critical, the most important position in the game, blah, blah, blah. We hear it, and now we see it. And then there's the Bengals. And their guy's out. And their backup comes in, grinding. Kid was a terrific high school player, terrific at University of Washington, didn't get drafted. You got all these analysts, all these scouts, all these people going. The guys with Minnesota, he's bounced around a little bit, just grinding. Reminds me a little bit of, of Heineke in the sense that not the same personality. That kid had he had something, he had that it thing. You can say what you want to say about it. I don't think you could build on him, but there are a lot of things about him that they could not replace in his absence. Now, you got a better talent at the position, but that talent is consumed with focusing on developing his own skill set. It's hard to lead while you're learning. That's why I'm not a fan of rookies having C's on their chest. You don't have to be the best player on the team to be the leader. But you got to be a leader. And nobody can anoint you to do that. You got to have it in you. If not, it's the worst thing could ever happen. Because now five guys are following a false God. The worst thing can ever happen. Because when times get tough, it's going to splinter. It's okay when everybody's all, everything's going well. But then when things go wrong, are people going to point the finger? Or are they going to ball up their fists and fight? And what you have seen now here is you got finger pointers, not fighters. He did it. He did, you know, finger pointers. You know, your alphas sound like poodles, not like wolves. And you can't be bailed out because it's not the last game of the year. I know everybody, a large majority of people over there at that park, would love this to be the finale. It's not. And what I was trying to get through with Russell is that there's so much of this season left. The most important part of the NFL season is December. 
That's where kings are crowned. This is the positioning. This is what it's all about. And if you're not going in it, any guy that's been in this league, his whole direction goes to, well, I'm going to take somebody out with me. Do you get the feeling that that, 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 that group is thinking, spoiler, we're going to go out, we're going to ruin somebody else's pride? I don't. I mean, based off their play the last couple of weeks, the, the fact that we've been outscored 90-25 to 25 the last two games, that is an indicator that they're not, you know, ready to go out here and play spoiler to anybody. Now they do have the bye. John Allen also said he's focused on, you know, these next four weeks going out there playing hard. Yeah. Um, so they got the time to, and I know, believe to him. get that their their mental right. But we want to see actions. I don't want to hear words. I'm tired of hearing where I want to see actions. And again, just show you got some pride, man. You you I think you you said it perfectly. We got finger pointers instead of fighters. Show some pride these last four weeks. I want to see Sam Howell go out here and play exceptionally well. I'm rooting for Sam. I'm I think a lot of Sam. people are. I think a lot of people are. Um, you got you got to root for the position. You got to be three deep. You got to have talent. This is a talent based league. And we go back to the NCAA for just a moment because Florida State being left out by the committee saying they're out, and all I could think of was, as I said it, the Dolphins and Bob Greasy. He got hurt. Earl Morrill led the team to five or six victories in a championship. You just discount the fact the team, when you judge him over one person at one position, that's not the team. You 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 didn't allow them the opportunity to rally about it and show you what team really means. But we understand that. It's dollars. People are looking for splash and hold nine yards. And so I've, I thought it was – but I'm not surprised it happened. Because who wants to be the person to say, well, Alabama? They've earned that right. And they were out of it last year, and people pissed. And they were driving at the right time because they have a guy that understands how to develop champions and how to get his horse ready for the three big ones, the Kentucky, you know what I mean, the Belmont. He understands what it's all about. You obviously have a huge void. Not only is quarterback an endangered species in the NFL, so are coaches. The coaching ranks is infiltrated with imposters. Just because you got a shirt and the gear on and you got that don't mean you coach. It doesn't mean you can communicate to players. It doesn't mean you can identify talent and motivate that talent to become the best it can be. That's like teachers in our education system. You're a guide, you're a counselor, you work with young people. It's an incredible gift to have. Not everybody has it. You can have all the free time in the world. But are you gifted enough to be able to convince somebody to be the best they can be? This is about influence. And you have failed on almost every level, every category in it. You lost this in February. You had a chance to go out and attract free agents to come here. It's not like you're the bottom barrels or whatever. You, you, it's promising. You finished slugging it out. Somebody, you made selections on people, and so far, you're a bus. For whatever reason, if a guy gets injured, he doesn't want to be hurt. Nobody does. I broke my arm twice. My Nobody wants to have that happen. It happens. Good teams are always anticipate. well, what if? What happens if we lose this guy? You've coached uh, Pee Wee. You've coached anybody coached on any level. Stays up half the night wondering, okay, if I lose my best guy, what do I do? What do I move? 
you're constantly thinking about, what do I do? You're responsible for shopping for the groceries. If the meal stinks, don't blame the oven. You control the temperature. You're in charge. Of, you control everything. And if it doesn't work, clearly it's on you. But then you need somebody to save you, and that's where players come in. Well, people just make up their mind. We're not losing. We're not going to do this. We're not going to – whatever the deal is. Watching Hard Knocks again last night, and I knew this would happen. I told Russell, my God, we're going to have to live this over and over and over because they're going to spoof you. Planning a little roller coaster deal spoofed on you. Discussing how they're going to come in, what they're going to do, daring you in certain coverages or whatever. See, I'm going to bust you, and they bust you. You're predictable, and it's like you're, you're not even putting up any resistance. And so I go, how can a team play the, the NFC champions toe-to-toe, not once, but really twice? Your best performance has been a, about the best team you've played. Mm-hmm. You lose to the Bears on national TV on Thursday night football. You get clowned. You get clowned on Thanksgiving. You can blame Cole. You can blame Stray. I ain't blaming nobody but the participants. At some point, you can't blame somebody who's not playing. That's your team. And I'm just wondering at what point is anybody going to claim that within their own units or whatever. We're seeing guys get beat on the same move, on the same things, repeatedly. And you're not even smart enough to just grab a guy and take a penalty. If they put me on the field and tell me to go guard LeBron J, I'm following the hell out of him. He's getting beat up. Every time. Every time. I can't, I can't jump with him. I can't run with him. I'm going to hit him in the, apple, in the Adam's apple. <laughs> I got to do something. These guys, like, they have no primary skills of defense. You got to be told every stinking thing to do. You 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 never played flag. You ain't been in the backyard. You ain't figured out nothing on your own. It's like they have no feel. Like the eunuchs. These people come out and they packed that stadium. They did everything they asked, told you they were gonna do. Fans stepped up. That's your best shot. Tells me you don't understand the history. Anybody that comes to this team and somebody doesn't drive them around and give them a history lesson, on the same on you. These cats don't, they don't act like they're defending anything. You're defending your family. You're defending the history of the organization. And everybody's worn the uniform, no matter what it looks like. Everybody kind of understands that. And that's, my, that's the part I'm most disappointed about. But yet, you got to move forward because it's not over. Oh, did I I mention? You got the best four defenses you're going to play in a row. And your prize pupil and Sam Howell. My question now is that how is he going to get through the month in one piece? This boy's been treated like a pinata. You see something I don't see? I mean, now I can understand the strategy of the ownership group. Yeah. 
which to me means they're trying to get the highest pick they can get. Yeah. And they figured the best way to do it is just leave the status quo. Yeah. It's like you're telling me you think it's, it's not going to get fixed. I mean, I, I think there's room for improvement based off our last couple of weeks. Like, I, I would say, you know, Sam has had, prior to the last two games, he had a stretch of games where he played, you know, pretty good. Yeah, he did. Um, Under the circumstances. So, I I, I would primarily say Eric Bieniemy just has to do a, a better job of, you know, putting him in position to uh, to be successful. Again, uh, David Long from, from the Dolphins, he said anytime the commanders had, like, rolling pockets – things of that nature where, you know, Sam was able to use his uh, mobility because we all know that he, he can move and, you know, operate outside yeah, of the pocket. Yeah, he's not stiff. He gave, that gave them problems. But when it came to, like, the basics, all they had to do is be disciplined and, you know, just remain disciplined and they were going to be able to, you know, withstand whatever play call Eric Bieniemy called. So the fact that we have players of other teams really going out here and saying, oh, they never adjusted to this. Oh, we know on third downs they're going to play man. Oh, um, we know if we just play discipline and uh, just play our base defense, we'll have success. That's problematic because now it's like everybody knows what you're going to be doing. Like They, they don't really have to game plan too much. So I think it's just more so on Eric Bieniemy just going out there, putting Sam in the best position um, to go out there and have success. But we got to take a quick break. Um, we got Gary Clark coming up. Yeah, G. Clark coming up. I had to bring on a legend and a guy who – and I brought him on not because of his catches. brought him on because of his heart. And like Michael Irvin, who is, I mean, most competitive guy I've ever seen, he and Jerry Rice, wide receivers, highly competitive, James Arthur Monk and Gary Clark. Because I want to hear from a guy who bleeds burgundy and gold. I'm just sick and tired of people misrepresenting these colors. So we got to get back to the roots. Gary Clark joins us right here. DOC, in for Craig Hoffman here on the Hoffman Show. Stick and stay.